All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, I'm extremely excited to interview Joanna today on this episode. She also works with health coaches, health practitioners, and we are going to be diving into what you guys so desperately need, which is the sales process. We're going to be talking marketing. We're going to be talking sales. And Joanna's going to describe exactly her process and what she teaches. So without further ado, Joanna, can I just have you tell everyone a little about you? Yeah. Thank you for having me, Rachel. So I, let's see, probably like many people, I came into business myself with no background in business, right? I didn't study business, any of that. I ended up opening, so I had been a public school teacher for 10 years and almost accidentally ended up opening a strength and conditioning gym. I'm not going to go into the story there, but it's like, it wasn't like my dream or my vision or anything, but I ended up opening this strength and conditioning gym and learning really soon like kind of right away, oh my goodness, I need to learn how to do business. Mm-hmm. You can't just be great at what you do. I actually had all the teaching skills and all the athletic skills and everything to be providing the client services, but I did not know how to run a business. I didn't know how to make a profitable business. I didn't know how to make it sustainable for myself right. and really kind of hit a breaking point where I realized, oh, I have to learn how to do business. And so kind of set about doing that, making it a project and eventually deciding, okay, great. This was this great project. And now I want to build this business to be sellable so it can exist without me. I kind of have that sort of legacy mind. I want this to exist without me. And I, and I plan to move on <laughs> and do other <laughs> things. And so I built it to be sellable. And before even I, I sold it, I already knew what I wanted to do next, which was combining kind of all my background in, in teaching and then now business and then in health and wellness. And I wanted to help other wellness practitioners build their businesses to be profitable and sustainable. And particularly because I was the client of health coaches, really, I was the client myself of health coaches, of body workers, of various people providing me services who were so good at what they did. And yet their businesses were struggling. Like their businesses were not struggling because they didn't know their stuff in terms of the, the modality. It was just because they didn't have clear business systems and business processes and understand what they were doing business-wise and had never learned how to do that, you know, had never spent the time and decided, oh yeah, I need to learn business. They sure spent, I mean, this is all of my my clients and, and probably many people listening spend a lot of time learning how to be better at health coaching, right? 
yeah. and not, not on the business stuff. So, so yes, in 2017 is when I sold the gym and moved full-time into what I do now, which is helping health and wellness practitioners, both brick and mortar and online build more sustainable businesses. What were some of the resources that you dove into to learn about business? I think that would be really helpful for anybody listening. Man, it was so long ago. I mean, this is like 15 years ago or something now. I think initially I started reading books and kind of, and some of it was kind of dry. I remember probably the first book I got to was The E-Myth. You know that one? I mean, it's a classic, The E-Myth Updated. Oh, it's a, just a total classic. And it's essentially about this issue of, of what we're just, what, what I was just talking about, which is as practitioners, being a great practitioner doesn't mean that you can have a successful business, that you actually have to decide, I'm going to be a great business owner. I think one of the things I've learned over the years in teaching others and, and with myself is, and the message to everybody, to you listening is, you absolutely can learn how to do this. Like if you right now hold on to some identity of, oh, I'm so bad with money or I don't know what I'm doing with business, like you can change that. (laughs) You just go learn. This is not something that's inherent. And if you feel like other people seem to know what they're doing and you don't, like it's just that they've learned. You can go learn. Well, and I see practitioners left and right, they'll go in for more advanced training, more advanced training, another certificate, which is amazing. I think it's important to always up level, but I was just thinking, as you were saying this, if that practitioner put the same amount of energy into learning marketing, understanding the sales process, understanding the core elements, which I know you're going to talk about and what it takes to have a successful business, they would be able to have success. Yeah. Absolutely. And I agree with you. Of course, we should always keep learning to be better at what we're doing. Sometimes where I think it's a mistake, I'll say where I think it's a mistake is sometimes people are doing that more and more trainings to try and cope with a feeling of not being good enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when they are good enough, you know, they like, you know how to help people. You're good enough. You're helping your clients. You're good enough. You know, and so there's that. And I think anybody could probably recognize that in him or herself or themselves, you know, if that's what you're doing. But just like you say, what if you were to put that kind of energy into learning how to run your business? And you could do that sort of all in one in finding somebody, a a coach or a program or whatever that teaches you all kinds of things. Or it could be one piece at a time, right? Marketing, sales, profitability, financial management, et cetera. But what if you were to do that? So yes, the great message to anyone listening is, have you, have you put the time and energy and investment of of resources as well in learning how to run your business? And if not, that's a really important step. And it all comes down to what do you, what are you really trying to achieve here? You know, do you want to have a business that's really providing for you the things that you want it to provide for? If you want it, you know, go for it. (laughs) Go, go learn how to do it. What are some of these core? I know you teach a lot about the core elements of a successful business. Before we even dive into the sales process, I think it's extremely important for people to understand what are those elements that they need to be focusing on. Yeah. Sales process is, to me, one of the very first things. I think, I mean, when I look back at, for example, with the gym, when I, so look at before I understood what that was, what a sales process is, we all seem to think marketing is like how we get clients. That's what we think. And I actually don't believe that's true. (laughs) The way we get clients is with the sales process. So marketing, how I split them up, because they are two different things. Marketing to me is how you attract attention. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's how you bring people kind of into your sphere, how you get noticed. It may be your nurturing of them as well, right? But sales is actually how you turn those people into clients. And so that's two different things. So you can be doing all kinds of marketing. I mean, I don't know about you, Rachel, but like I've had people, I've had practitioners come to me who have massive like YouTube followings or Instagram followings and are making no money. And they're doing, I can think of one coach who has hundreds and hundreds likes on every reel, but has no clients. Yeah. It's a common eye. They're, they're thriving. And I think, but yet the sales process is not something that they've mastered. Yeah. And so it's, it is really, really common that we, that we focus on marketing. And I actually think sales comes before marketing because otherwise what, you know, you got 10,000 followers, what are you doing with them if you don't know how to convert them to clients? So that's actually one of the first things I teach is how to package your services so that you're really getting people results. Like, how can you really serve your clients most powerfully so that they're walking away with results and are being your mouthpiece and are raving about you and telling other people about you? That's bringing in referrals, right? That's number one. And then how do you enroll people in those services? And so that enrollment process is sales. So I actually think that that's number one. And and I teach people sales process even before, you know, they may have nothing going on with marketing. Right. But if they're getting even through referrals, I mean, I kind of point out, so you know, let's say you get like three people a month who reach out to you or somebody introduces three. That's so little, right? We think that that's so little, three potential, you know, leads a month. But if you actually know how to convert those leads, if you can convert two, maybe three of those people out of the three each month, that's like two or three new clients a month. That's really great for somebody who's offering programs that's more than, you know, I definitely talk about not selling session by session and enrolling people in programs. And I think that you do too. So you, 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 you offer those, right? So the only thing that I talk about as a single session is as like a low cost offer as an entry to get them to your higher ticket package. Right. Because if not, that person's just going to be working. I feel without massive transformation. Exactly. Exactly. The client's not going to feel the effect from it anyway. Exactly. Right. So, so that's what I teach as well is how to design those programs so that you're really getting people results. And then that's where, that's where practitioners don't know, like, how do I, you know, it's easy to put out a book, a session button, but if you've got something that's, you know, a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars, I have people who design programs that are, you know, $10,000. And so how do I get somebody to, how do I enroll somebody in that? And Essentially, what in in the digital marketing world, a sales page is how sales are made in digital marketing. And those are for, you know, automated courses that are not like one-on-one services where you're working directly with people or even small group services where you're really working directly with people. Purchases from a, a sales page with a buy now button Though, you know, I think conversion is somewhere like two to 10%, like 10% conversion on a sales page would be really high. And so that means that to get, you know, one client, you need lots of people to have visited that page first. And so you need traffic to that page. Whereas I teach a consultative sales approach, a consultative sales system where you're, what you're inviting people to in your marketing is to a consultation of some sort. And so that can be. 
I totally agree with you. I, I can't tell you how many times I cringe when somebody says, well, I don't have the time for that. It's like, uh, well, we can talk about that. Yeah. Make it on the weekend, you know, make it on the weeknight. You're going to have to find time because that's how you have a conversation with somebody. Then that's how you fuel your business. <laughs> right. You have no business without making sales. Right. And so the thing is, is that brings up something, Rachel, that we can absolutely talk about, which is people only think it's a waste of time to have a consultation when they're getting a bunch of people that don't move forward, when they're getting prospects that come into their consultation. If they're doing 10 consultations and only one person converts, it feels like a waste of time. There's all kinds of things we can do to stop that and to stop that process. And what I want to say is in the sales system I teach, I call it the predictable sales system. Very basic name, but it is predictable. And so my clients see around 80% conversion. Now, people start out, I say that even, even a low conversion rate is 50%, but let's just take even that low conversion rate of 50%. If you're converting people to, again, 2000 3000 4000 $5,000 programs or packages after that, it's pretty darn worth it, even if half of them don't move forward. That's this is like the most powerful thing you can learn in your business is how to enroll clients because that's what a business is. A business makes money to provide a service. That's what you're doing in a yeah. consultation is, is getting the dollars and promising the services and then delivering the services after that. That's what, what we're talking about. It's what business is made of. <laughs> <laughs> in your predictable sales system, how long do you suggest your consultations are? Yeah. Yeah. You're going right to the heart of something that somebody that any that anybody who goes, ah, it's not worth it would sort of balk at. But they are an hour long mm -hmm. because they're very, very in-depth. But let me be clear, we put filters in place before the consultation so that you only have the actual hour-long consultation with somebody who has qualified. Got it. So we have qualification measures in place and that the qualification process looks different for the way I teach it. It looks if you're a brick and mortar business, it actually starts with a brief phone call where you qualify somebody. And if you're an online business, it's an application and you absolutely use that as a filter. So people may apply for a discovery call with me. And I'm looking over that application and I may, you know, kindly refer them elsewhere if they're not a right fit. And so those qualifications are based on you as an individual. What, who are you? You have to do the kind of in, insight looking. You have to look inside yourself and in your past data to know who are my, I call them your yes clients and your no yeah. clients. So part of your yes clients is niche and specialty, but part of it too is just personalities, right? It's actually more than just demographics. It's who are the people that are most committed? You know, what we do is we, we actually look at who have been your worst, your worst clients, the clients you didn't like working with or didn't see results. And we identify why didn't they see results? Why did you not like working with them? And if there are things about them, we identify those. Those are the things we're filtering out. Mm -hmm. And then there's obvious filters like around price, you know, so asking whether something's within somebody's budget. So basically you're not even doing a consultation with somebody unless they have passed through those filters. And you know that, you know, for example, price is a big one. You know that this is within their budget. That's already a given when they get to the consultation. You know that they have whatever commitment levels you're looking for. Like there's somebody who has said, yes, I am in this. For example, with a brick and mortar business, you know, 
a filter might be around location and and time commitment. And so it might be like, can you show up at this location to sessions, you know, twice a week or once a week or whatever it is? Or there might be homework requirements. Like, are you committed? You know, can you put in the time and energy and effort to spend 10 to 15 minutes a day? You know, if it's a health coach, maybe it's tracking, tracking your food. If it's a body worker, it might be doing these stretches that I give you, whatever. That all can be part of that filtering process. So you can have a really strong filter or you can have a, a, a weaker filter. And I say, if you're pretty new in business and you don't have a lot of leads coming in, you're going to want that filter wider open, right? Because you're just going to want the experience of having consultations, talking to people, getting a sense of them, potentially enrolling them, but even just the experience of, of talking to people is going to benefit you. So you have a, a, a more open filter, the newer, you, the less demand you have. That's what I'll say. And then if you have high demand, you're going to want tighter filters. And so clearly this person knows they're getting on this phone call to see if you guys are the right match. Totally. It is completely yeah. explicit. Yeah. And so another piece of that sales process of that sales system I teach is what I call the prime and prep campaign. So after somebody has qualified, through again, through an application or a pre-qualifying phone call, if it's brick and mortar, after they've qualified, they actually get a series of, in, in our case, emails from you. That's how we set it up. And those emails are really priming them and prepping them for the consultation. And so that involves a, a little bit of sharing about you and your story. So there's a little bit of kind of connection and bonding happening, but it's also preparing them for making a decision. And really having them, it's almost like a beginning of the consultation, having them really get introspective because to be really clear, Rachel, sales, I know we we it sounds like such a bad word and we think of used car salesmen, we think of pushy salespeople, right? We think yeah. of like telemarketers and stuff. Sales does not have to be like that at all. And really a sales process is not about you as the practitioner convincing somebody to buy from you. It's actually all about them. What yeah. we're doing, I mean, how I teach it is I'm, you know, if you come onto a, a, again, mine is called a discovery call and you would name yours based on, on your business and what you're doing. But if you come onto my discovery call, I'm not telling you everything I do and my programs and why you should buy. I'm actually interviewing you and saying, what's going on with you? Right. How is that for you? What and how and have you tried this? And what have you tried? And what how did that work? And what's you know, I'm really diving into why are you here? What's going on with your health and and really understanding where you're at for a number of reasons. One, I want to connect with you and see what, what this is really about. But two, and super important is I only want to invite you to work with me if I know that I can help you. If my programs are designed in a way that are going to help you. And I don't want to enroll you if I'm if I'm not the right person to help you, right? And so I'm really making sure of that by seeing what's your situation. And if it's out of my wheelhouse, I want to refer you elsewhere. Or there just may be things about your situation that I know is like not my expertise, right? Or is just simply something I don't want to that I don't want to work with, right. you know, all kinds of, all kinds of reasons. So it's all about you or, or your prospect is really, it's all about your prospect. It's not about you, the practitioner trying to convince somebody how great you are. It's about them and what are their needs and can I fulfill those needs and help them? And at what point in that discovery session process, are you actually then talking about your program 
and enrolling them. Yeah. So it's pretty neat. I mean, the way I teach it and it really, really works is I call it no pitch selling. So there's actually never, I have 10 steps in the consultation and not a single one of those 10 steps is pitch the program. You know, it, what you're doing is you are identifying for the person in front of you, what the problems you see are. So essentially they're coming to you with all this stuff that as a health coach, you're going to recognize, oh, these are all symptoms of this problem. And usually our our prospective clients don't know what that problem is, right? right? And so they understand the symptoms and they often are mistaken in what they think the issue is, you know, but you can see because we we have that expertise that they don't. So I we t- what part of what I teach is you teach you you identify the the actual problems for them, the big the overarching issues. So for example, somebody's got all these symptoms and you're like this is hormone imbalance. You know what I mean? And so you're showing them that. And that already is enlightening. Right. So let's say the problem is hormone imbalance, then you are actually teaching them what the solution is, but you're doing it without pitching your program, right? And so the solution, you're not teaching them all the how, but you're teaching them the what. So here's here are the steps. It might be three steps. It might be five steps. It might be three components to address hormone imbalance, right? What are those big picture kind of pieces that they would need to do. And then it's so natural after that, that they go, you know, that's amazing. Can you help me with that? (laughs) You know, can you help me with that? And so we actually have this question and answer portion of the consultation where it's like, yeah, I can help you with that. That's exactly what I help people do. What would you, you know, it's essentially like, what questions do you have for me about what it would look like to work together? And they just start asking you questions and you're just answering questions about your program. You know, you can be totally explicit and say, you know, you're a perfect fit for this program. You know, what questions do you have for me about about potentially joining. Again, they've been primed and prepped already. They absolutely know this session was about determining whether they were going to work with you or not. And part of the prime and prep as well is making sure people, making sure people are prepared to, to know that you're going to be asking them to make a decision. Now, most people are making a decision on the call itself. I don't want to say that has to happen. It does not have to happen, but it is that is an expectation that that your prospective client is going to get all the information they need in order to make a decision, you know, on the call preferably, but if they need extra time, fine, but that there's going to be a decision made. And so that's another one of those kind of mistakes that a, a lot of folks do, you know, do a consultation or a discovery call, and they're just kind of winging it and just having a nice conversation. And when they just have a nice conversation, what you'll inevitably get from the prospective client is, okay, that's great. Let me think. I'll think about that. And then you just kind of never hear about them again. (laughs) I mean, never hear from them again, you know? Would you suggest Um, if somebody needs to think about it, schedule a follow-up session right away? Yeah. So like I said, this is a very small percentage of people. This is not, not happening all the time, but I actually encourage practitioners to, to really, how should I say this? Find out why, what do you need to think about? You know, what is it? Because you've got me right here right now. Yeah. Do a little digging and it's not to be pushy in any way. It's just that we want a really open relationship. So what we, what we don't want, a lot of people have trouble just saying no, whether it's mostly as women or just our culture, like it feels impolite to say, I'm not going to be moving forward. And I try to teach my clients to create an environment where in, in the consultation where 
that is completely okay. So I never get off a call with somebody not knowing where whether, yeah, where they are. Exactly. So I, I want to get a no, if that's what it is. I, what I don't want is for somebody to say, I'll think about it when really they know that I'm not going to do this. Right. So I, I would much rather get a no and get closure. So the only time to me that you, that you give the extra time is if somebody says, I need to think about this and you know exactly what it is that they have to deal with. Do they need to go see if they can move money around? Do they need to make sure that it fits in their schedule? Or sometimes people are really in touch with themselves. I love, I love prospective clients like this when they're like, I have this decision-making process that I do <laughs> and it involves, and they'll tell me and they'll be like, it involves me. I go and do this and this and this, and it's some like, you know, spiritual kind of thing, but they have a process, right? Right. That's when I feel, that's when I feel very, very like confident and I'm like, great. So now I know that whether it's a yes or a no, they have some specific process and it's going to be like a really grounded decision. Great. But I don't get off the call until I know that, you know what I mean? Like, what is it that, what is it that you're going to go do? And in that case, I simply say to them, great, how long does that take? Like, what's, what's the time frame you need to, you know, before you tell me yes or no? And I always make it clear, like, yes or no, either answer is okay. You know, like, just that's what well, I'm looking at. Creating that safe space. I mean, I think that's, yeah. what's, I think that's what's great. I do a 30-minute session, 30-minute discovery call. But I know for, like, when you're selling much higher ticket packages, you need an hour to be able to go back and forth, have room for those questions, and have space for your for the person on your call to feel safe enough to really express what they need. That's exactly right. It is about that safety. And part part of that safety too is making it really clear, like it's okay for you to tell me that you don't want to do this. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So I actually asked them, when, when are you going to let me know? And, and they set the date and time, you know, for the follow-up, but think, most, yeah. I think a lot of coaches have that lack of confidence even though they've put their program together, they feel that they included everything. I think that to be able to have a really consistent sales process, you need to have that confidence about yourself. Yeah. There's confidence and there's just, yeah, that's inner work that we all have to do, yeah. you know, in it's really in holding capacity for it's, it's interesting. If we have like rejection wounds, then we know that that's, you know, hearing a no is going to trigger that. And that's our own work that we have to do is like right. actually feeling okay, hearing a no. But if you listening have that and know that like, it's hard for you to say no to people because that feels like you, like you're hurting them. Or if you have trouble hearing no, that's some work to do with yourself yeah. because it, it's important. I think for people who feel that to know that you can get to a place where no is simply no. It doesn't have any story around it. <laughs> you know, there's no story about you or anything. It's like some things aren't a fit or somebody's just not in the right place. Most of all, when it comes to health coaching, when people aren't ready to move forward, that's about them. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, that's not about you. That's about them and their lack of confidence in themselves that they will actually be able to do this, you know? so. Anyway, you can get to a place where there's no story around that for you. And, you know, it's just simply data, you know. And what do you talk to me a little about packaging and pricing? Because yeah. I think the packaging of your program and how you put it together 
allows you also to show up in that confident space. So what are your suggestions when it comes to packaging your program? Yeah, I come from a different place than, than I think a lot of people do in that the process I use to guide practitioners in creating their programs is I basically completely separate marketing and like what we think the market wants from the process. And I actually start with who are your ideal clients? We have to start there because otherwise you make 17 different packages. Like we're just talking about <laughs> who are your ideal clients? Who are the people you most want to work with because you love working with them and they see the best results from your services? That's the intersection we're looking for. Who are those people? And then we take those people and I actually have my folks, you know, actually think of specific people that they worked with who were those ideal clients. And if you could go back to when you first met them and first started working with them, what is the journey or the process that you know they needed starting from day one? What is that journey? And so I, my, my frame, my perspective on this is how can you provide the most powerful results for them? Mm -hmm. And don't even think about how in the world you would market this or sell this. We do that after we start with what do people really need? And a lot of times that's very different from what they want. So it's like yeah. you forget about what they want and what do they really need? So that's where we start. And it's really interesting because I don't prescribe for people like it should be three months long or it should be six months long or any of that. I just help them through deciding what, what it would look like. and. I, I've worked with people who, I mean, I've seen stuff that's, you know, a six week long kind of first step. And I've had year long is the first, is the first step. Yeah. And then after that, we don't even design what the next steps are until they actually start taking people through those first steps. And then they see, they see, ah, here's what the next step is. If there's a next step, like some kind of continuity, continuity kind of program or maintenance program. So, so those look really different and we do it based on what you believe your clients really need. Then we figure out how to market. Then we determine the positioning and the marketing and the selling for that. And if, for example, you know, somebody has a really intensive year long program, that's a very large investment, they can enroll people straight into that. It really depends on what they already have going on in their business. They don't necessarily need some smaller first step kind of piece. Right. Again, it just really, really depends on what their existing assets are in their business, what the existing size of their audience are. And in fact, people with very small, like very small audiences are the ones often who can enroll people directly into the, mm -hmm. into the big program. But over time, we might develop some kind of smaller steps to begin kind of first steps to begin. And as far as pricing, you know, this is different if it's one-on-one -on -one versus groups, none of my clients are selling like DIY courses. They're all doing like direct working with their clients. So I, I have, I have a pricing calculator that we use and it's pretty, pretty much by the numbers. So it's different than, you know, if you're selling a DIY course, which is what we see a lot out there in terms right. of what the gurus are teaching. And in that case, it's like, you just kind of are making up a price because 
if you sell 10 versus if you sell 2000, it's right. all, it's all profit. Cause you're actually not putting in the time. Whereas for us, it's like, you're actually having client facing time. And this is what you were asking me at the beginning of the show about really having a profitable and sustainable business is we, we start even for the pricing calculator, it starts with knowing what's my ideal schedule. Hmm. How much time do I want to be working in my business? And then we actually split up those hours. How many hours are client facing hours? How many hours are working on marketing? How many hours are working on sales? If you have a team, how many hours are working on leading your team, et cetera. And so it starts with that. How many client facing hours do I have? And then, yeah. And then it goes to what are my profit goals? What are my income goals? What are my, and what are my, my salary goals? Like how much do I want to be paid on salary? I think it's a common mistake that people pay themselves just whatever's left at at the end of the month. And we, instead in the pricing calculator, we build your salary in. So your salary is an expense. It's not what's left and it's not the profit. Profit is different than salary. So profit is everything left over after all your expenses. And that includes your salary. And so we build in profit goals and then we're just kind of working backwards for the pricing. We're looking at all the expenses of the business, profit goals, your salary needs, et cetera. And then, and then how, and then your, how many hours you want to be working in your business and how many of those are client facing hours. And we work backwards to determine a minimum price for your program. And then, and then from there we finesse it for, we finesse it for, you know, for marketing and sales, but that's, that's how we do pricing. It's very much by the, by the numbers, really. I love that. I love that part about the schedule and really identifying what you want, because I think if somebody doesn't want to work too much and you want these high goals of financial, it's like, it's really hard to get there. And then you're going to be constantly feeling overwhelmed and you're going to feel that you're not doing enough or not doing good enough. I love that. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just like you get in right relationship with, with real, with reality, with reality. What's the reality? It's like, okay, we can say we want to, you know, what's his name? Tim Ferriss in the four hour work week. It's like, you can say you want to work four hours a week and make $20,000 a month. Like you can say that, but come on, like, let's be realistic. Yeah. You got to look at the reality. And so sometimes, you know, what you want is actually not realistic, but most of the time, most of the time it totally is. It's just a matter of actually looking at it. And it may mean that you need to charge a lot more. And there's the reality check for you. You get to look at it. It's like, this is how much you'd need to charge to make this much and working this many hours. Like, can you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I've never had somebody, I've never had a practitioner work with me where I thought, no way you can't sell that. I've never had that. It's, it's them. It's their learning the sales process and that confidence that you're talking about to, to go, yeah, this is really, it's definitely worth it for the client. You know, I mean, the outcomes are definitely worth what, what this is priced at. And so that's, that's us as practitioners learning how to do that process. And the thing is, once you get one person, let's, so for a lot of my people, you know, they got new pricing and a new program and then, and then they learn the sales process and it's a milestone to bring the first person through. It's when you bring that first person through, it only takes one that you re- that it changes everything for you, right? Yeah. It even changes your whole, whole neural testimonial. It's like yeah. the time you have somebody tell you, it's like, it just, 
it's just one of those things which like realigns you with the fact that you're doing your purpose. Exactly. So I just had a client, for example, who before coming to me was selling session by session, right? Or packs of sessions, which is not the same thing as a program. She came to me, we built her program, et cetera. It's $9,800. She just enrolled her first person for $9,800. And it's like, once that happens, you, you just realize, oh my God, this totally can happen. Now she gets to work with them. It's also just such a different ball game when you're working with somebody who has enrolled in that process. Like A, they've invested that much in themselves, but B, you've designed this container to work with them that is really going to provide them amazing results. It is so, so powerful. It feels so different to work with someone in that context than it does when it's kind of, you know, something low priced or something session by session or just a pack of sessions. It feels, it's, it's a completely, completely different well, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Are there general ways that you suggest for getting people for visibility? Like, do you have people that do workshops, masterclasses, opt-in freebies? Do you teach a certain method for that? I don't actually, I teach all of those things, probably all the things you teach. And to me, this is where it gets really individualized where I'm working with clients. Cause to me, it really depends on their own strengths, right. you know, A lot of my people that come to me are like me. I think I told you I was a teacher for 10 years. It's very, very natural and comfortable for me to be like in the front of a classroom, either physically in person or even online teaching groups of people. So workshops really structured in a very particular way, right? are one of my favorite ways to do, I do, I do a lot of free stuff. And so I teach my clients who also are really comfortable teaching, you know, to do that as well, but it really depends on who they are and, and, and also what assets they bring. So for example, I have people who come to me who have been in business for 20 years, you know, and they actually have what I would call an email list, but they never have done any kind of email marketing whatsoever. So they have a thousand people that have, you know, at some point over 20 years scheduled a, a, a sessions with them or worked with them in some way. And that to me is low hanging fruit. You don't need to go find new people when you've got a thousand people on a list. And so for those folks, I'm teaching them how to nurture their list and then provide invitations for those people to take next steps and move forward. So it just depends. I don't have one thing, but I, but since you asked, yeah, I absolutely encourage everybody to develop a lead magnet over time, right? And, and I love webinars and workshops as a form of, as a form of getting people in, but here I am guesting on your podcast. That's also a, that's definitely (laughs) a lead lead generation (laughs) method. You know, there's a bunch of things and, and how I teach it, which I'm sure you do too, is it's not actually about the tactic. It's really about understanding the strategy, the strategy of how do I get in front of new people who have never heard of me? How do I get them in? How do I capture them as leads and get them into my world? And then how do I nurture them? And how, and then how do I get them into my sales pipeline, which I will say right now is as simple as inviting them to that first step in the sales process, which is your consultation, your free consultation, your free discovery call, whatever it is. Wow. You just went through full circle everything about the sales process and also getting new leads, nurturing. I can't tell you how amazing this episode has been. 
Oh, awesome. I think we touched on packaging, pricing. We touched on, I mean, really a structured sales call and what that entails. I think that every coach listening to this is either going to hire you or they're going to definitely follow you and say, I need to, I need to just absorb more. Well, I do have a free training if I may offer that for any of your listeners. So I have a masterclass that, that is a, a recording that you can watch that where I really lay out the whole structure of all this put together and how it looks all put together. Super, super useful for, for any health coach. And you can get that at my name, joannasapir.com slash healthy hustle. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we're also putting that in the show notes. Yeah, great. So thank you so much for being here today. I really, I love the easiness of how you teach. I love that we really touched on those core elements of a successful business. And I think that anybody listening to this is really going to get some great value. Can you tell everyone your website as well? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, my website is joannasapir.com. And if you go there, you can see actually quite quite a few different free resources are available to you. And of course... If you want to schedule a discovery call with me, you'll see that <laughs> button right there, right? Because that's that invitation. And you also have a podcast. I do. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a podcast. It's called The Business Revolution for Practitioners with Joanna Sapir. Yeah. Perfect. Well, guys, this was an amazing episode. Be sure to follow this woman. She's got great energy, really easy to talk to. So I definitely know that your discovery session with her will be a blast. Thank you so much, Joanna. I really appreciate you being here. It's great talking to you, Rachel. All right. See you later, guys. All right, guys. That is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right. So don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you. Bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys soon.